Is testing, okay? testing. Okay what? Oh, Harvard. Harvard says Trump is worse than ISIS. Why send your kid to Harvard? Russia says that uh, we're an ally of ISIS and we're trying to kill the good people of Syria. Writing Black Lives Matter 100 times gets you into an elite university. We'll share that with you. And Periello, endorsed by a socialist. Does that bother you? That's next. Virginia Citizens and American Patriots Radio is the founding fathers intended. My name is Scott Lee. Hi. I'm Batman. Actually, I'm Richard Lee, and I'm here to tell you beautiful, beautiful weekend coming our way. We're also streaming live on the Internet, 820 WNTW. It's uh, 820theanswer.com. That's right. That's, that's close. You almost had it right. Oh, I wasn't telling them where to go. I figured they'd find it on their own. <laughs> you could probably Google that and get it right. Are oh, you, you said Google. I hate that. Every time I tell you to Google something, you, it's you just look at me like, what is wrong with you to say that? All right, listen to this. Coming up at 5 o'clock, five o'clock. two things. University of Virginia, you know, Thomas Jefferson's uh, institution, has the most unbelievable class. You will not believe what class your kids could be sitting in at UVA. And my son has a story of what happened to him today in high school, a liberal teacher in a big debate. All that at 5 o'clock. Put that on the uh, on your alarm and join us at 5. At 4 o'clock, T-Mac, he's a winner. Not a single veto override. But first, what is there? Is there anybody that – let's just pretend for a second you're running for office. Oh, you're running for anything, or your place of business, or you've got, uh, you know, you're running a company, and somebody comes to you and says, hey, we want to brag about your company. Would you accept an endorsement from anyone for any reason? How about from, I don't know, a communist? How about a socialist? Bernie Sanders showed up in the Commonwealth of Virginia, the home of Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, Patrick Henry, and George Washington and lobbied for another socialist by the name of Tom Periello. I'm only going to say he's a socialist because if you're going to have a socialist, a democratic socialist, come, um, and by the way, there's nothing different about a democratic socialist and a regular socialist other than the fact that you voted for it, um, then uh, you're going to have to be a socialist if you do that. So Bernie Sanders shows up, looks over at Tom Periello and says, I'm glad to be here. Of the Trump administration, you are going to help elect a fighting progressive Tom Perioli. Tom Perioli. Isn't that a type of bread? Tom who? Tom Perioli. I think I like my Perioli bread stuffed with pepperonis. (laughs) Maybe a touch of sauce. They must be close. And I like the Italian type toasted just right, covered with butter. A slip? Perioli bread. So I I bet you. Colonel Sanders shows up. If I was Perioli, I would say, thanks for that warm introduction, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I mean, Colonel Sanders probably showed up and, and probably walked up on the stage and said, I need to ask somebody a question. Where am I and who am I talking about? I just love how the crowd doesn't even recognize. You could call Tom Perioli anything. Tom Perioli. <laughs> Perioli. That is Perioli. hilarious. How do you butcher that? I, I guess they really talked about this. Hey, I'm Tom Perriello, yeah. and then we're good friends. My good friend, Who knows, Bernie maybe, Sanders. Mary, maybe Perrioli or Perriello. I like Perrioli better. Maybe he screwed up when he met Perioli. the man and probably walked up and said, Colonel Sanders, I've been waiting to meet you. 
for so long. I love the original recipe. Tom <laughs> Colonel Sanders probably said, I'm introducing you, right? Okay. Now, Perriello accepted the honor it is to have Bernie Sanders there. He, did, uh, he didn't mess up his name. Senator Sanders on issues from inequality to addiction. It is my honor to have his support in this campaign. It's his honor to have the support of a socialist. Now, I don't know what you think of socialism. I mean, we know kind of what a lot of people are. There's a new poll out. Most young people say government should pay for health care. This is a Gen Forward poll that says the majority of people ages 18 to 30 think the federal government should be responsible for the health care of Americans as if what else should they be responsible for other than your health care? Anything else? I mean, maybe they should be responsible for the kind of car you drive or kind of food you eat or the kind of auto insurance you buy. Now, let me, you know, that would that would end talk radio because nobody would complain. You go to the government and pick up your car. Say, hey, do you have any of that Perry Oli bread? Perry Oli Because <laughs> I like mine toasted with butter and pepperoni. How about you? I mean, I'm going to pick up some Colonel Sanders chicken on the way home. I mean... Does it if the government gave you everything. Oh, right. Then you'd be. A, there's you'd no be a, reason to it, complain. No reason to complain. It seems to me this is an easy sell, isn't it? I mean, the left is, is so gutless with this. And Perriello, or Perioli, is, uh, is one that uh, understands the draw of socialism. I'm actually surprised it's only just over 50%. I mean, any young kid between 18 and 30 is going to think the government giving them things is a, is a hit. It's awesome. I mean, I'm surprised we're actually. Only at just over 50%. It's pretty good, actually. A good, a good run at it so far. We're doing okay. But does anyone really care anymore? Bernie Sanders is a democratic socialist, self-proclaimed democratic socialist. Now, you might think, well, it's democratic, Scott and Richard. Really? You think that matters? The only difference between a democratic socialist and a socialist is... The fact that it says... Democratic socialists, because they're identical. Which means they people voted identical. for the stupidness. They are, they are. That's what it means. So people vote for socialism or it's forced upon you. It makes no difference. Socialism's bad. Let me give you an example. How do you think Hugo Chavez, he was democratically elected, was he not? Hugo, of course. He's a cool guy to hang with on the weekend. If you're Sean Penn. cigars. Gas that, two, two, is that socialism any different? Your gas that socialism is no different. How about Hamas? They were democratically elected. Hamas sounds like something you spread on your Perry. Perry Oli bread. <laughs> no, seriously. I want some Perry Oli bread with some Hamas on it and Colonel Sanders' original recipe. That would be great if somebody could drop that by to us right now. It's beer day, right? No, today is National Beer National Day. National Beer Day. So Yeah, beer day. Beer day. So you told me your wife's going to have several ready for you when you get home? That's just the rule. Even got a, I mean, a mug. No different. Got several mugs in the freezer today's chilling, no frosting those I actually, mugs. Actually, I do have mugs in the refrigerator or in the freezer chilling. I do. With the, but you've seen them. I mean, they're ice cold. Get them out. It's just perfect. Don't even get me talking about that. It's only 3.30. You want to see something cool, get them really cold, and then drop one on the floor. They'll explode into itty bitty pieces. Why? 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 I mean, I don't understand why you think that. If you drop one, it's not frozen. It may not break. It It may just bounce. It won't. It will break into a thousand pieces. Why is that? Take it outside. That's what I want me to do. If you got a neighbor that you really don't like, drop it in his driveway. But just take one outside and drop it and watch that thing explode. That's uh, no. They're used for drinking. I actually am a favor of them. Does it? Does it bother anyone? 
Does it bother anyone anymore? Four five four thirteen sixty six. It that you said, somebody does it bother you? What that what are you somebody? About? If it. you were here, if you've been sitting it. here listening, it. is a socialist endorsing another socialist? I try to tune you does out. anyone care? This is the Commonwealth of Virginia. We get away with that kind of thing. Perry Oli is not a self-confessed. He's not a. He he doesn't claim to be a socialist. He just so he claims accepts, to have socialists come down. He only accepts the endorsements of socialists. He wants to, he <laughs> is wants, that always doing? Hey, socialists, Colonel Sanders, come and stump for me. I'll That's give you right. some perioli bread with pepperoni. So he believes nothing that Bernie Sanders says. He just wants him to be endorsed. And a fresh jar of Hamas. I am telling you, Periello has some explaining to do of what democratic socialism is. We'll explain it Got next. Got some explaining to do. Bernie Sanders explains Democratic Socialism next. You tell me if it fits Periello. That next, your phone calls 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. Ten minutes. That's it. Ten minutes and a Black Sharpie budget crisis solved. The Lee Brothers, problem solvers on 820 WNTW. National Perioli Bread Day. So Tom Periola, it goes with it goes with the uh, beer. Receives the endorsement of a Democratic Socialist, and the press is there. Everyone's there. They're all excited. The crowd goes crazy as Bernie Sanders approaches the microphone. I mean, does anyone know what really a socialist is, and how diametrically opposed it is to our very founding and about our Constitution and our government? Isn't, but nobody cares. Isn't Bernie like? 107 years old. Uh, 106. I, I Here's did, Bernie. His birthday's coming up, though, so he's probably closer to 107. But he probably, they, when he got there, they he probably had to be told why he was there, what he should say. Poss- well, he got Periello's name wrong. Here he is trying to explain what democratic socialism is. Well, we're going to win because first we're going to explain what democratic socialism is. And what democratic socialism is about is saying that it is immoral and wrong that the top one-tenth of one percent in this country own almost 90 percent, almost own almost as much wealth as the bottom 90 percent. I think it's funny how it's, they claim it's immoral. They, they, they didn't pay, steal it. They pay most of the taxes. They pay exactly, almost 39 percent of, of the taxes. taxes. And, and, hey, Colonel Sanders, if you want to be one of those people, which I'm sure if somebody walked up and said, I got a magic wand here. I'm going to whack you on the head, and, and you're, you're going, going to be, be top 1%. <laughs> in the top 1% paying 39%. your fair share of the taxes, right. and you're going to have money hanging out of your eyes, ears, nose, and throat. He would, he would not say, I don't want it. I don't want it. Well, here's I just want the thing. some perioli bread. Why is, why is it immoral for someone to work hard and be in that position? Yet it's not immoral for the government to come take it. Why is that not immoral? Why does nobody say it's immoral for socialist leaders in countries to go take someone's money? That's not immoral? And, and we're not saying that no one in America should pay any taxes. We sh- everyone in America needs well, to pay appropriate amount of taxes. All we want is the people that are in charge of that money to do what's right with it. Don't flush money down the toilet. Don't give money to Hamas. Don't. Do stupid things with the tax dollars you take in. Let's see if we can literally, for the first time in the history of Earth, live within our means and control the spending. Socialism is not about that. No, it's not. It has nothing to do with that. Bernie continues on his defense of democratic socialism as he endorses Tom Perriello. That it is wrong today in a rigged economy 
that 57% of all new income is going to the top 1%. Who that when it? you look around the world, you see every other major country providing health care to all people as a right, except the United States. You see every other major country saying to moms that when you have a baby, we're not going to separate you from your newborn baby because we are going to have, we are going to have medical and family paid leave like every other country on earth. Those are some of the principles that I believe in. And I think we should look to countries like Denmark, like Sweden and Norway and learn from what they have accomplished for their working people. I think Bernie Sanders, you know, he just brought up the scenario of someone, an example of someone having a baby. He would prefer no one had a baby. Yeah, right. You know, but I guess he's, he's, he's throwing that out there. So I have questions for Tom Periello about those statements. Do you believe all those statements? Are you a socialist? Your phone calls next, 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 Perry WNTW. Oli, by the way. You may try all you want, but it's too hard to argue with common sense. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Bird. Make it up. You think I make up stories? I make up stories. <laughs> I will make up a story. Let me tell you one about Scott. All right, so Tom Periola accepts this endorsement. Perioli, for crying out loud. I don't understand why no one has a problem with a Democratic Socialist. I think Are his real in- name's Perioli, and he changed it to Periello because Perioli does sound like something you get at Panera Bread. Well, I mean, if you listen to the senile Bernie Sanders, I'm sure that's the way it Tom goes. Perioli! Wow. I had an ear on that side, but it's okay because I've got another one. Yeah, that well, was loud. Was it loud? Tom Perioli. That is loud. Good Lord. Yeah. I mean, you sure it's that loud? I'm not so sure. Tom Perioli. Oh, he still says Perioli. I think it made me wet my pants a little bit. Hang on a second. Is it, does it still say Perioli in it? Yeah. Tom you, Perioli. That's Perioli. Perioli. So would you accept the endorsement of a socialist? You Democrats, why do you want to be socialists? Why can't you accept the path of the country? Why can't you accept the Constitution, free markets and free people? Why socialism? Don't you think Perioli is not, he's not really secure with running for office. He's, he's not sure he's going to win. He's not sure about his own convictions. And anybody, you know, Big Bird calls up and says, Perioli, I want to come out and endorse you. No, he's going to say, I come on, come on. If I didn't think Perioli himself was a democratic socialist, then I would agree with you, but I think he is. All the things that Bernie Sanders laid out about socialism is exactly what Tom Perriello wants. And there are many people in this Commonwealth who think that's just perfect. Vote for Tom, socialist Perriello. All right, check us out, 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com. Click on the caricature of the Lee Brothers. Takes you to the the trailer for the movie Case for Christ, which is out today. We'll talk about that coming up in the show. Bernie botches Periello's name. That's there. Perioli Italian bread. It is, in fact. Hit three times in one inning. Is it possible for a batter to get hit three times in one inning? You'll see that video there. Depends on whether or not you're pitching. And democratic socialism. Define the right way. All at 820theanswer.com. Coming up, Harvard thinks Trump is worse than ISIS and your phone calls 454 1366 Lee Brothers 820 Richmond's example of radio as the founding fathers intended the Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW 
Oh, by the way, Bernie Sanders owns a $600,000 house on the lake. I think they filmed the weekend of Bernie's there. <laughs> ah, was, my name uh, is my name's Scott Lee, my co-host. so not funny. My friend and my brother. Sitting to his left, sometimes his far left, his far left. Is Richard Lee. Someone can get sometimes. All right, uh, Patriots at thelebrothers.com. Patriots. Patriots at theleebrothers.com. That's where oh. I just read that uh, line from John, who sent us an email there. 454-1366. 454-1366. There's something inherently wrong with their education system across the country. And I'm talking about the universities and colleges. St I should have went to Stanford University because I could have done this. A, a teen, Muslim, he's a teen activist, he wrote Black Lives Matter 100 times on his application. He should be expelled. <laughs> on his application to Stanford University. He wasn't a, a member yet. Then, once the administration reviewed his application, guess what they did? They said, welcome, Gave him a diploma. welcome to Stanford. Here's what they said after reading his uh, acceptance. Apparently, when you have an application for universities, most people know this, you write something about yourself. This kid wrote Black Lives Matter 100 times. That's it. Nothing else. Just that. Here's what the university said in his acceptance letter. Quote, everyone who reviewed your application was inspired by your passion, determination, and accomplishments and heart. Accomplishments and heart and passion. Stanford University is a bunch of morons. If I had a, a child at Stanford, I think I would consider moving them. Can you believe that? Now, on what planet, other than the radical, progressive, leftist, socialist universities we send our kids to, with a smile on our face, does anyone think that that is somehow, writing Black Lives Matter 100 times, inspiring, passionate, determination? It's a joke well, of anything! Writing a, you know, writing a paper about why Black Lives Matter is essentially the majority of, of folks that, that are members of this organization or self-proclaimed members are racist. You know, they, death course. to police officers. They chant things like death to police officers. Yes, they They've actually killed police officers. Wait a minute. He didn't write why Black Lives Matter. He oh, only wrote right. Black Lives Matter he's 100 probably, times. He's probably at the level where he can't tell you why. Well, then he should go to Stanford. At least Stanford has high yeah. high standards. Yes, you know a lot like the. Um, you can probably do four years work in four months and get, you know, a four point grade point average and a, and a, a doctoral degree. No, I must admit this is unbelievable. unbelievable. Unbelievable story. that anyone in a university would. You know, remember when VCU's president stood up and said this. You've experienced one of the most diverse universities in this nation. It's We're by proud of that. design. It's by design. So I wonder what Stanford, I bet their president said something very similar. Look, it's by design. You've experienced wrote, one of the most moronic <laughs> universities on the planet Earth. <laughs> it's it's by, by design. design. You've experienced. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is ridiculous. That's, That's pathetic. That's my. If, if you're a Black Lives Matter person, if, you, if you're a member of the organization, Four five four thirteen sixty six. We'd love to hear from you this afternoon. Maybe you can tell us why this university would have done this for this young man who's obviously he's not the brightest bulb no in the kidding. lamp. That's my point. How could he possibly be allowed in there? Possibly. He's the kind of guy that would even screw up little 
like sharpest tool in the shed. Right. He's not the brightest bulb in the drawer. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, that's, All right, so that's this that's who this guy is. So Stanford University accepts this as a high level of excellence to allow their students to go there. If he wrote All Lives Matter, what would how would they have reacted? Oh, to they that? would have thrown it in the trash. They would have exactly. Called it a joke. He would probably been in his local community college that See you see, liberalism isn't about anything that's logical and smart. It's about feel goodism, ribbons and bows, and a lapel pin. It seems that's like what it's, it's about. It's about a controversial thing will come up and they'll say, That looks like something we could fight about. Let's get on board. <laughs> Here here's something else. Harvard University. I didn't think anybody would call on that challenge. Students uh, were inst- uh, recently interviewed about the threat of Trump or ISIS. In your opinion, would you say that Donald Trump's rhetoric or ISIS is a bigger threat to more Americans? Well, the liberals are... Um, I think uh, probably Donald Trump's rhetoric. Would you believe that more Americans... Hang on a second. Donald, Donald Trump's, Trump's rhetoric. rhetoric is more... You know, ISIS rhetoric's pretty bad. The, the I, liberal- I wish ISIS had a rhetoric. I wish that's all they had was rhetoric. That would be phenomenal. The, the, there are a lot of people saying now that Trump is on the side of ISIS. Uh, his little 59 cruise missile fireworks show um, was attacking the good folks of Syria, mm. not mm-hmm. the Assad regime or ISIS. I, I just, how do you spin something like that? How do you possibly uh, 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 who knows? spin something like that? Well, how do you spin this? I mean, Harvard students say Trump is more dangerous than ISIS. Americans are at risk because of President Trump's rhetoric and policies than because of ISIS? Um, you don't I even know what his policies, policies are? No, what an incredible this guy point. doesn't even know what his policies are. He doesn't. He we doesn't. don't know what all of his policies <laughs> well, are. Well, I'm not sure all, he knows well, what all of his policies are. The ones are. we know are not a threat to my family. No, they're family. not. No, they're not. Unbelievable. Continue, please. Um, I think probably more of the policies, mainly because I think terrorism is really not that big of a deal. Really? I guess I've- Tell that to wow. the families who died Can on September 11th. Tell that on the families of the people who died in France. You well, know, almost I, almost every single day for the last week, something's been today. blowing up. Today it happened. Yes. It's happening almost every single day somewhere on the globe, but it's not a threat. Trump's a threat. ISIS isn't. Trump Why don't is. you do a school paper on why it's not a threat, and you go spend, I don't know, maybe a year in, in uh, Syria. Yeah, exactly. What a great Why point. don't you travel with ISIS? Out, but I think we're more at risk because of like his presidency. Do I think ISIS is going to cause a threat to me living my everyday life? Not really. Do I think that the rhetoric that uh, Donald Trump is using and, you know, kind of empowering these folks who have been hidden in a corner for a long time what? with hateful views, do I think that that's more of a threat than ISIS? Yes, for sure. Wow. People hidden I, in I the corner I, for a long time? <laughs> who are these people? I, I thought know. I saw something, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> I thought it was shadow people. Were hidden in who the are corner. these people hidden in the corner? Uh, it's unbelievable to me how the left will lie to themselves. Something his professor Trump must have not, taught him about. He's not blowing people up at the Boston Marathon. Trump isn't planning to do any of those things. Yet his rhetoric, is that offensive to the left? If he's all that dangerous, and every and, and, to the, how did he become... The president of the United States. The fact Who is he's not. was more dangerous? It's, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. You know, Hillary Clinton or, I, I or, so. or Donald Trump. I, divine intervention stepped in and put Mr. Trump in the White House. And people need to realize the man is the president of the United States. You need to shut your mouths, go home, 
Fix your big old liberal puke sandwich and gobble it down. Hope you don't choke on these it. These are Harvard Get students. you some Periello bread. These are these are Harvard students. That's, Terrorism's not a big deal. You know, there's people getting, getting killed, um, you know, on the streets every day. I don't think people are killed really on the cares streets that much every about day. The American people. Trump In your opinion, Trump doesn't care very much about the American people. People are killed on the streets every day, so ISIS is no big deal. Let them come on in and... They want to kill some people on the streets every day. Hey, it's, yeah, well, it's, it's, no big deal. it's how we it's, it's roll. How. It's just how things are done here. But, you know, it used to be people would say, I graduated from Harvard. And people would say, oh, let me kiss your ring. Yeah. Let me bow down, hold the door, you know, polish your shoes, cut your grass, whatever. But now it's going to be like, you moron. holy crap, how fast can I run away from you? Or if I went to Stanford. You've got to be a nut job. Did you write Black Lives Matter 100 times on your application to get in? That really if looks not, you so should have. I tell you, if I wasn't an applicant and I didn't get in, and I found out this gentleman did because oh, of that, exactly, I, I would probably how you say sue the university. No, 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 you wouldn't. You'd be going. Thank God they didn't let me in. That place is insane. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Four five four thirteen sixty six. Lee Brothers eight twenty. WNTW. The Lee Brothers fighting for liberalism. Oh, fighting liberalism. Sorry, guys. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. I'm having a hard time here. I'm having a hard time getting over this Black Lives Matter application at Stanford University. So Stanford University accepts the application where the applicant wrote a hundred times Black Lives Matter, and their response, the university response is, quote, Everyone who reviewed your application was inspired by your passion, determination, accomplishments, and heart. Or scared to death because you're a racist <laughs> exactly. and we're afraid you're going to come up here with a hammer and beat the life out of us. You know what? And that is Because that would be my concern. Let me tell you something. This, this kind of this thought process. Applied, I think I'm going to go work somewhere else because I don't want this guy. It does breed something. When you tell people that constantly the problem is white people, you're going to get, I don't know, 23-year-old women chasing people around Caroline County's gas station with a hammer. This really happened. See, that, that's when you you have to drop that person like a bag of rocks. Right, well, that's well, your forty caliber, nine millimeter, whatever. Well, Somebody comes at me with a hammer. It's forty caliber. Just to warn you folks, uh, you come at me with a hammer. Right. They're gonna need a record so to pick to you up happened. because you're gonna weigh. You're gonna have so much lead in your body. They're not gonna be able to pick you up off the ground. A black lady. She's Angela, Angela Jones, twenty three, from Newark, New Jersey. Approached this man in Caroline County on nine ninety five. She, uh, she saw the man filling up his Porsche at an Exxon gas station and began yelling at him. The man tried to ignore her, ignore her so she began smashing his car and boat with a hammer. That's, that's, that's reason enough to right. pop a cap right then and there. When he approached He's, her. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me get this right. He's towing a boat with a Porsche? It must be one of those one SUVs. One of those Porsche SUVs, yeah. Okay, okay, go ahead. She turned her aggression on him, striking him in the face and the body multiple times with a hammer until the hammer broke. She should be charged with attempted murder. She's facing hate crime charges, which is stupid. There's no such thing as hate crimes. There's well, which crimes. is worse, attempted murder or a hate crime? I don't know. They should have a law against just being an ignorant, stupid <laughs> There's moron no, the with Democrats, a hammer in your hand. No, Democrats and what was her reason? Can't have that. He's a fancy white man. Here's her answer. She says she attacked him. Fancy she referred to him as a rich and white, and she was sick of fancy white people. Now, I guess if you're white and not fancy, it's okay. 
There's there's know. plenty of rich, fancy black men out there. Right. Would she beat them with a hammer no, because no, they're, they're rich, black. fancy they're black. black people the and they have something she obviously here. doesn't have? So this is a... It's a, a it's, hate crime. Well, it's somebody who wrote a it's might, a racist-inspired crime. It's someone who might have written Black Lives Matter 100 times on an application to Stanford University and got and got submitted, allowed, entered. That's pathetic. And if you're a white person listening, thinking that white people, because they exist, they're white people and they, they're the who they're that? the fancy problem. If you're, there are people out there that would think. That this fancy white man was the problem here how, how because he exists. Be? Because there's morons on the planet. Oh well, you know, there's no law okay. against being a moron. No, obviously he, this lady exists. There's no law against being a moron. But if you're one of those morons who think that this white man had anything to do with this crime, who th- you should get replaced. I can't believe someone put, think that. Put you in that scenario, and you would change your mind pretty daggone fast. Let some racist black woman with Why a hammer would- come at you, and you're going to change. Your whole outlook on life, pretty daggone here's quick. The, here's the question. Who's been lying to Angela Jones, this 23-year-old black girl? Who's been telling this black girl things? Who's been saying well, fancy you know, white people are the problem? Who's been feeding this girl A lot this of white people of are saying that crap. Another Democrats, thing, too, Democrats when a liberals. college accepts somebody, there's so many people out there applying to these colleges, and, and more get turned down than not. But when some idiot racist puts this crap on his application and gets accepted and furthermore told that he inspired <laughs> exactly who the hell are these people that he inspired they shouldn't be working there they shouldn't be part of the decision making process your phone calls Sorry. next 454-1366 lee brothers 820 wntw richmond's beacon of truth in the land of the free and the home of the brave this is the lee brothers on 820 wntw the interesting thing is the hammer broke is what stopped it she broke the hammer and then it was over she broke it on the man (laughs) she broke it on his head she broke it on the man he's probably going to have a concussion he could have a traumatic brain injury from this and what's going to happen to her? She'll probably get six months. Max. At, and she'll probably get put in an institution where she has to wear clothes she can't and then we'll have legislation. make ropes out of and so forth. And she'll get fed good food. And then we'll have lawmakers make a law to stop federal employees from asking about criminal history until the end of the job interview. That's a true story. See? She's okay. The criminal wins. You right. create a crime in this country, you win. I think if you're interviewing someone, you should be able to say something like, hey, you ever thought that... Uh, White folks were just too fancy for you, and <laughs> That's okay. you travel around with a hammer looking for one to pulverize. All right, coming up, T Mac. He wins at the at the, on the with the vetoes. Three reasons why Trump's Syria attack will help America. We'll share that with you, and so much more. Eight twenty theanswer.com. Eight twenty theanswer.com. Four great videos there. Check us out by clicking on the Lee brothers Word. and the founding fathers. Four five four thirteen sixty six. We want to hear from you today. It's four o'clock. In the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia, 820 WNTW. You're right. You're exactly right. It was five seconds. Put the nail on the head with, I don't know, maybe a hammer. Hillary blames misogyny. Misogyny. She's, She's crazy. Misogyny means you go to the massage parlor and you can get any nope, person in there to massage you. That's massage not what I mean. 60 missiles into Syria. Good idea or bad? We'll talk about it. And the governor, T-Mac, he wins. All vetoes upheld. Perfect. We'll talk about that next. Virginia citizens and American patriots, the only 
Two-headed talk show on the planet Earth. Thank you. My name is Scott Lee. Hi, I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us it's not this lovely moment. Friday afternoon. You're going to have a beautiful, beautiful weekend ahead. Good. I hope so. 454-1366. Your phone calls 454-1366. Coming up at 5 o'clock, you will not believe this. The University of Virginia has a class. It's called Introduction to Mindfulness. You want- anyone, literally anyone, can pass this class. You well, could sleep through it. If you it fog and pass a mirror, it. you can pass. As long the class. as you go to class, you will pass. This is a you University of Virginia class. This is like a class that aliens wouldn't even teach right. this class if they took over the world. I mean, it's crazy. So that's at five o'clock, as well as my son will call in and tell us about a substitute teacher today in his high school that told all the kids they're dead wrong about politics. I think this teacher needed to take that class. Right. We'll talk about that at 5 o'clock in your phone calls, 454-1366. Up and running here, Patriots at the LeeBrothers.com or 820theanswer.com. T-Mac. T-Mac. Sandwich. Governor, Governor T-Mac. All of these names sound like food. You got T-Mac. Periello. You want to pull up to the drive-thru and order a T-Mac with lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise on Periello bread. <laughs> and by the way, uh, give me some Colonel Sanders original recipe. Terry They're McAuliffe. Terry McAuliffe, I mean... Nobody ever said life with me was going to be easy. No, and you're true. right. And it's it not. Hasn't been. Your poor wife. Terry McAuliffe not only set a record for a number of bills vetoed by any governor on the planet Earth. Well, it might be too big. Um, just here in Virginia. He, think about this. He, 111 vetoes since he's been governor. In fact, he has not participated... In the legislative process. He's vetoed more than he signed into law. Right. He also he's had has 112 a, before him. No, I'm just kidding. But he also has I wouldn't per- be surprised. No. He also has a perfect record for the number of vetoes sustained. <laughs> we had 40 vetoes this uh, session. Not a single one Why do they was even come to work? Right. Why send it up to him? The, the voices of the Commonwealth, through your representatives, either in the House of Delegates or State Senate, passed these bills they sent them to the governor and the governor said not so much you know they should do a spreadsheet with a list of everything they think they might want to try to accomplish in a session of the general assembly send it off to the sandwich man t-mac and just let him check off the ones he's going to veto that would be easy one check at the top and a straight line all the way down the (laughs) spreadsheet and then they can just go home and save the taxpayers some money right they don't even it need was to a million there. bucks to the Democratic Party. He's yeah, that's, that's all he's I'm so glad about. this is last year of this guy. Val, a million bucks for the Democratic Party and his best friends on earth, Bill and Hillary. Susan Swecker, who's the chairman of the Democratic Party of Virginia, and I said chairman because chairwoman doesn't exist or chairperson. Susan Swecker said this. Swecker. Whether he's fighting for the rights of women. Oh, I missed the bill that took rights away from women. Did, Terry, did T-Mac veto a bill that took rights away from women? I missed that entirely. Uh, he, he may have because I doubt all of these bills have even been read. But that being said, I mean, women like Ms. Swecker think women, that other women have no rights at all. Right. And they, without the, with, well, Republicans would take them all away. Republicans and would if they could. That's oh, what, yeah. That's what they think. If, if they had a choice. And that's why T-Mac vetoed him. You see, he vetoed, according to Susan Swecker, he vetoed bills that would take Swecker. rights of women away. He vetoed bills that would take the rights of immigrants away. Now, I missed that one, too. 
Is it Where was illegal the anti- immigrants? No, no, no. Just immigrants. She just says immigrants in general. She says just immigrants here. Because if if you go back a few generations, you're taking the rights away from everyone. Because we're all, all right immigrants. So that's even what, American Indians came here from somewhere. So the vetoes by TMAC up helped immigrants. There was a bill that attacked immigrants. I can't believe we missed that. Or this one, Susan Swecker from the Democratic Party says the vetoes were help fighting for lesbian rights, gay rights, bisexual rights. Before before all of that existed, they I, were citizens of Virginia. Just like anyone and else. And they have the same rights that we have. And they still do. And they shouldn't have Special, other rights exactly. that we don't have. What is rights a, uh, are rights for all people. That's why I've always said, what is a bisexual right? Am I missing it? Someone tell me, 454-1366, you can describe for me the bill that Governor T-Mac vetoed that was taken away, the bisexual rights. I want to know about it. If you're speeding in the police stop, you don't say, oh, I'm, oh, bisexual. I'm bisexual. I get to go. I get to go faster. If you oh, get no. in line at the grocery store, oh, I don't want to pay this bill. I'm bisexual. I'm trans. I'm trans. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Q. I'm, I'm a trans. I don't pay for things. I don't know. Oh, I get, well, oh, go right ahead. You have your own rights. Trans I didn't man. realize that. Trans man <laughs> in a trans am. I'm insulted. Got, I'm yeah, a trans exactly. woman. So trans here's man, some example. That's an insult. <laughs> here's an example of the ridiculousness of some of the vetoes. There was a bill that passed the General Assembly that would allow that would allow a uh, domestic violence victim and others with protective orders to carry a concealed weapon without the usual permit. It would help protect them. TMAC vetoed it. You know what, people, if you're a law-abiding citizen, not an ex-con, or an existing criminal who's planning to do heinous crimes, you should be allowed to carry your weapon concealed until such time that they determine that, hey, you're a committer of heinous crimes, or you're a criminal, then you can't carry your gun concealed. Because here's the thing. The criminals do it anyway. Oh, right. Exactly. They, so, you know, they so don't T-Mac, care if they get caught. So T-Mac says, Be well, on the street tomorrow with another gun. So T-Mac says to women everywhere, oh, you're under threat from a domestic violence? Oh, you're under threat with a protective order f- from someone against you? We're not going to let you carry a firearm concealed. No. That's right. I'm the governor, and the people that committed crimes against you, they have rights, too. Now, listen to what I the want them to said. vote for me next time. Listen, listen to what the governor said. Listen to this. You won't believe this. He said the bill perpetuates the dangerous fiction that victims of domestic violence will be safer by arming themselves. Really? Okay, well, let's look at Chicago. You can't own a firearm in Chicago. Uh, It's fiction. Crimes in Chicago, violent crimes in Chicago went through the roof when they took the guns away from the honest, law-abiding citizens. You're missing the point. No, I'm not missing the point. He says... It's a fiction. He says it's, it's, fiction it's fiction if you have a gun and protect yourself. Fiction. It's fiction. If somebody comes at me with a hammer, so wait a minute, you can't hit me with that hammer because it's fiction if I have a gun. Right. It's not fiction that you have that stinking hammer. I mean. It's unbelievable. How could the governor actually think that it's fiction that if a victim has a firearm, they're safer? By definition, if I have a firearm, I am safer. Absolutely. Is the governor a moron? How could you possibly say that? If, 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 if a lady is a victim of a crime like that and she feels she more has a comfortable order. carrying a firearm, yes. here's an idea. Do it anyway. Carry the stinking thing in your hand. I would rather be That judged. way you don't have to say, wait a minute, 
committer of heinous crimes against me, I got to go in my purse and get my gun. You just lift your arm, point, and pull the trigger. Here's an idea. And keep on walking. I think all these women who, who are saying, oh, no, the government took it away. Exactly. Do what you have to do to protect yourself. Amen. It is better to be judged by 12 than carried by six. That is a fact. The governor, dead wrong. He thinks it's fiction if you carry a gun that you're, that you're safer. What, 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 what are these people, that, if they carry a gun, it's safer? How do they feel about that? I was in a courtroom testifying for someone, and a young man's case was went up before us, and he's up there. His crime was he had, he had ran from the police in an automobile. Um, the police had wrecked a couple of vehicles chasing him. One officer had been injured. He ran from them, a pursuit. They put tax strips down in the road. He stopped his car because it was a rental car. Yeah. He didn't want to pop the tires. And he told the judge his concern was they were going to kill him when they got him out of the car because he was a black man and these were white police officers chasing That's him. Stupid. And the judge gave him what he wanted. He wanted to be released to the custody of his mother instead of go to jail until the trial. Nice. He carried it over for trial, put that young man in his mother's home because he was afraid to police off. How unbelievable that also, the courts would do that. But this woman's been attacked, so she can't carry a gun to protect herself. But this guy, this guy, all he's got to do is say, well, I was afraid the police officer was going to kill me. Oh, you can go live with your mother. 454-1366. Your phone call's next. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. Scott and Richard Lee, the yin and yang of talk radio. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. So you think I know everything? I'm, no, I'm no. In fact, I know you don't. I've <laughs> come to the realization that I'm a knowledgeable, knowledgeable older brother. All right, coming up at 5 o'clock, uh, my son Austin, who's with Ethan and Sierra right now, is going to be on with us at 5 o'clock to talk about his Experience. liberal substitute in the high school here in Midlothian. That coming up at 5. But first, let me go back to TMAC here for a second because I just find the governor, quite honestly, appalling. I, I can't believe that he would veto a bill that would allow women to protect themselves with a gun and to conceal and carry and call it fiction and actually say it's fiction for the victims of domestic violence to think they're safer with a firearm. Here's an, here's an idea. Every woman that's ever been a victim of domestic violence, every single one should loved. camp out on the steps of the governor's mansion to say, we're the fiction organization. <laughs> We're not really here. <laughs> We're not really here. And by the way, you're not coming out this door because there's too much fiction going on. Too much fiction going on. We're out on. the other door, but by the way, there's more fiction out there. John sent us an email at patriots at theleebrothers.com said, by the way, this is an open carry state. Yeah, He's exactly right. The only problem is women really can't slap a firearm on their hip. You know, they really don't have the clothes to do that. So they I've have seen to put some it in their purse. Can. Well, I know. <laughs> I have to. But my point is the governor is dead wrong here. They just carry it in their hand. But here's I think that's a great idea. Here's, the, here's what's interesting. How many people are going to commit domestic violence against? They won't, they won't run up to this woman. I'm going to do me some domestic violence right here. <laughs> and the woman's got a gun in their hand. How many of them are going to go, screech? Yeah. Not Hi, how are you? I was just coming to say Hello. I love your hair. See you later. Right. Exactly. So although no domestic the governor, violence here. Although the governor vetoed this bill, it went back to the Senate. And this is what I was talking about at the opening of the segment. The governor has won. The, this veto was not overturned. It, pa it was voted on to be overturned 23 to 17 in favor of the bill. But it needed 27 votes to block the threshold to pass the bill. 
the, to beat the veto. You're telling me there are four senators somewhere in the Commonwealth here who disagreed? Who think it's fiction. To think it's fiction? What is wrong? By the way, party line, all of them, the 17 who voted against it, are all Democrats. Democrats. So keep that in mind, ladies. Just remember who's right. got your back. Right. Remember when Tom Perriello is running for governor this year? He is a Democrat. I, oh, I'm sorry, a Democratic Socialist Democrat who had Bernie Sanders come with. He's a Democrat who thinks this way also. You think they're about protecting you? You're wrong. TMAC is done, but you have an opportunity here to put someone in the governor's mansion who would not veto the will of the people of and the Commonwealth of Virginia. Perioli or Periello, whatever. No, it's not. It's, whatever his name is this week. That's right. Periello sounds like a type of jello, and Perioli <laughs> sounds like a type of bread. 454-1366. Your phone call's next. 454-1366. Lee Brothers, 820 WNTW. Word. Truth, justice, and the American way. And that's just Richard, the Lee Brothers, on 820 WNTW. It's not just Richard. I'm that way, too. I'm Batman. All right, so you hear the uh, the term nuclear. You've heard this nuclear option. Wait, who, who, who came up with that? The left. That's just a stupid... You would think if you hear the nuclear option, most people don't know what it is, but when you hear it, you're thinking, oh, is this what we're doing in North Korea? No, it's... Yeah, it you has... turn the radio on, the first thing you hear is nuclear option, you're going to be glued to the right. radio because you think, oh, my, we're going to blow someone off the face of the earth. Gee, I wonder who that could be. So the Democrats and, of course, the mainstream media refer to this as changing the rules of the Senate. You know, that's not what happened. That's not how Gorsuch is now a Supreme Court nominee. This is no, they this didn't. is simply not true. They did not change a single rule in the Senate. You must hear me on this. He's not, not a, a nominee anymore one. either. He's a con- He's the, Supreme right. Court justice. 67 votes are required to change the rules, which means what they've done is simply change a precedent you know, something that they like to do, a tradition. They did nothing wrong. They did what they had to do because the Democrats were stupid and we needed to do something. If you're a Democrat, you lean towards the left, a liberal, a Democrat, whatever, whatever way you lean, they were totally in favor of this guy being the next Supreme Court justice. And then all of a sudden, because Trump's president, they were totally against it. You should, have a, you should be embarrassed by your they party, are. and you should have a problem with this. 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers. Takes you to four great videos a day. One is the Case for Christ trailer for the movie this week that's come out today. Can't wait to see it. All right, coming up, the reasons why Trump's Syria attack might have been a good thing, and Hillary blames women. Lee Brothers, 820, WNTW, 430 in Richmond. The Lee Brothers. Intelligent, informed conversation with an occasional mispronounced word. 820 on 820 WNTW. It's Friday. Crank it up. Virginia citizens. Yes, Virginia citizens and American patriots, and aren't we all? The only two-headed talk show on the planet Earth. We broadcast into deep space. My name is Scott Lee, my co-host, my friend and brother. Sitting to my left, sometimes my far left, is Richard Lee. Far left as I can get. Hillary Clinton showed up at the uh, Women in the World Summit in New York. You know, Women of the World. Why is it there are men of the World Summit? She probably complained and said, you should call it Women of the World, and it's all about me. (laughs) That's right. But you ever notice this? 
Why are all these women organizations? There's not a whole lot of men organizations. There's always all these women things. I think there should be like the Boy Scouts should be the Man Scouts. Well, like for example, and what we would do, I'm not telling because it's a top secret organization. Right. I mean, do you know that? You but know, you'd like it. Breast cancer is a huge problem, obviously, and people support it by wearing. Men pink. have it too. Right. Not like women do, but your point is right. You're right. They do. But they do. They do. But that that prostate actually kills more than breast cancer does, and there's not yeah. a whole lot of prostate. I'm a prostate cancer survivor. Yes, you are, and there's not I a I am a pancreatic cancer anyway, survivor. It seems like everything's I'm about women. I'm a survivor. Women. Play that song, Survivor. Fire it off. Let's go. Everything no, is kidding. about everything is about women, it seems. Everything. So Thursday, Hillary gave an interview at the Women in the World Summit in New York, and she approached the stage, and this guy named Nick, who apparently is the interviewer, asked Hillary about why she lost listen to the question here it's the question will make your head blow off your body just the question he should have he should have said fundamentally a man who won the election and And. won 53 percent of the white women's vote white women's vote how is it that in the 21st century and what does it say about the challenges that one faces in women's empowerment that in effect misogyny won with a lot of women voters. Does it How say that, that you be? suck as a candidate, Hillary? Just no. throwing it out there. Hang on a second. What is misogyny? It's this disdain for women. How can women be the problem here? Do you hear what he said? Listen to this. Listen to this again. Listen to the end of this. Misogyny won with a lot of women voters. It won with women? Are you telling me that all the women ran out there and go, I hate women, so I'm not voting for Hillary? What kind of question is that? He, he, he probably doesn't know. What massage? What is. it means, you know, I've I've explained it. You go in a massage parlor, you can have any massage, any misogyny. No, that's not. Together. Let's what it break means. the word down. That's what it means. I find it unbelievable. That's the question here. So we're supposed to sit there and think before Hillary even answers the question. We're supposed to ponder the thought that women voted for Trump. Because of misogyny. Well, let's say because let's they say, couldn't afford to vote for a woman because they hate women. Maybe women. it's specific misogyny towards Hillary. They can't stand that woman. Maybe that's maybe what he, that's, that's what he where meant. he's going. He he means they can't stand that woman, and I totally get that. Right, I can understand that. But she's like any other guy. She puts her pants on one leg. It's at called time. specific misogyny, Mis- directional misogyny. But that's not how the question was asked. I mean, that's not, Hillary listen, misogyny. L- listen to listen to the question again. It's just preposterous. You know. Fundamentally, you know, a fundamental. man who won the election. Does this guy's voice sound a little weak to you? I think he it's said, a woman. It maybe it, it maybe it's maybe you it's know, not a man. Fundamental. Maybe it's a woman trying to be a man. His his voice is awful. I think it's and just someone's won identifying. Fifty three percent of the white women's vote. So fifty three percent of the white women voted for her, but it's misogyny that kept her out of the White House. Is, is there people How out there that in that audience in the 21st going? Century, yeah, what, yeah. Let's ask that question. Yeah, we support that question. Or are there people out in the audience going, this woman is going to throw ashtrays at us. She's going to start throwing things. Well, the question is so ridiculous. What does it say about the challenges that one faces in women's empowerment that, in effect, mm. misogyny mm. won with a lot of women voters? This is crazy. Misogyny won why women voted for Trump. That is the most absurd question I've ever heard. Now, here's Hillary's answer to this. Well, I am currently writing a book oh. where I spend. Yeah. <laughs> it's a picture book, I'm sure. Why do people cheer that? 
She, they, she's not writing read? a book. She's sitting in a room exactly. with somebody, and they're probably scared to death. They're they're taping everything she says, and they're going to go back and transcribe it or something. They don't. She's not writing. She's not writing a book. And people bust out cheering. They're going to actually go buy a book from Hillary. How how hate how unbelievable, dreadful. Here here's they continue. I I spend a lot of time wrestling with this, as you might guess. I've thought wrestling about with it her age. more than once. Uh, <laughs> And I, I, I don't know that there is one answer. Let, let, let's be clear. I think there, you know, in any campaign, there's so many different cross currents and events, and some have greater She's impact annoying. than others. Um, Lies were told, things were stolen. It is fair to say, as you just did, Nick, that <laughs> certainly misogyny played a role. I mean, that just has to be admitted. And it, what evidence it has do you to have, be Hillary? admitted? Let's just admit it. Let's get it all out there. Let's just, admit that I beat the crap out of the people the night I found out I lost in my hotel room. I slapped a man in the face. I laid in the floor. I kicked and screamed. Hillary is saying that she lost because of misogyny. That because women, I'm sorry, because men hate women. Although women seem to vote for Trump, 57% of them. But that ignore that. Focus on this made-up premise that she lost because of, and she says, well, let's, let's just admit the fact that it did. Well, let's look at it for, you know, she lost and the white women's vote majority went to Trump. Why do you suppose that is? Could they just, they took one look at her and said, I don't think so. I mean, all of the lies, all of the crap that took place in it. I mean, why? Why do you think the women this, went this to Trump? Because women are more intelligent than you. Give them credit for, Scott. Just I, know, I, I think okay. they're extremely intelligent. Don't try to start a fight here. That doesn't. <laughs> I'm exist. not. I'm just putting yes, it out you there. Are. You know, I'm just throwing it out there. And you got to go right. home, and she's waiting no, for you no, with that no, beer. She, you said no. she's going to have that beer, and she's going to rub need, your feet and you hand you a beer. You need to stop. You need to stop. Just saying. We can go to a break if we have to. That's just saying. Go to a break. Go to a break. I can. We can move on. I'll go to a break. I find. You know what? Here's here's what we have to admit. Hillary wants to admit some things. Let's admit this. You are an awful candidate. You were the worst candidate ever you were so bad that you couldn't get women who you think would have voted for you because you're a woman to vote for you women wouldn't vote you to be the princess exactly. of the sea hag in fact it was interesting and you are the princess of the sea hags already and you women couldn't win hated you you were the most you were the exact opposite you're of what arrogant, women disgusting. want to be and women women you didn't don't lose. like you you lie you lie, 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 lie. There's, you know, when there, when there's smoke, there's usually a fire out there. And all the crap about you and Bill and everything that went on, Hillary. You know, there's a fire out there. You're dishonest. She's a horrible, evil. Candidate. She lost because she's a horrible candidate. A sea hag. Conservatives. Horrible for this country. Horrible, horrible, horrible. You scared people. Conservatives don't vote. I hate to tell liberals this. But Republicans and conservatives don't vote on identity politics. We don't vote because someone's black. We don't vote because someone's a woman. We don't vote because someone's a man. We vote because of issues. Now, Democrats are the exact opposite of that. They walk into a room, they see differences. They look across a crowd, they see three black people over here. They see a Latino over here. They see women. They see men. They stage an event so that you see the same thing. And then they vote that way. And the truth is, nobody... On this planet, really votes the way Democrats think they do. A lot of Democrats I know don't vote for people; they vote against people. You know, regardless of what's going on over here, they take it to their party to make sure it's it's a minority or so here, a sea hag in Hillary's case. Here, here's Hillary again. Is fair to say, as you just did, it's Nick, not. that 
certainly misogyny played a role. I mean, that just has to be admitted. And why and what the underlying reasons were is what I'm trying to parse out myself. I'm trying so, to get past. So I'm, Hillary, I'm trying to survive, so I'll stop crying. Hillary, like the rest of Democrats, looks in America and sees a racist people. Hillary and the rest of Democrats look in America and see a bunch of sexism. Hillary and the rest of Democrats look in America and see negative. They see bad. They see bad white people. They see bad everything. The truth is, what they see is a lie. America isn't anything they think it is. America isn't full of nasty CEOs and employers that want to hurt their employees. America isn't like that. And America isn't willing to sit back and let kings and queens in a far-off land rule their life who think they know better than us. And Hillary, you are the epitome of what you despise. You want to rule our lives. And we said, no, it doesn't matter that you're a woman. What it matters is you're a socialist, liberal Democrat, and America's had it up to here with that. She ran her campaign like a TV show trying to convince people how America could be with a sea hag in the White House. <laughs> That's what she did. She ran that whole You're show in trouble, not me. trying to convince people how the world could be, not the way it actually is and would be even worse with her in the White House. And people, the Democratic Party, you find somebody who'll say something bad about Obama, and I'll give you a dollar because you can't. But they know the damage he did to this nation, he did to this country, and she would have been twice as bad. Hillary Clinton was a train wreck of a candidate. That's why she lost. Don't let anybody tell you that, um, uh, you know, no. it's corporations and businesses that create jobs. 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. The news as it should be. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. That's what it's for, then. The stupidity. Yeah, the stupidity of Hillary Clinton, thinking that it's misogyny that has done to her what she did to herself. She's an awful candidate. That's why she lost, plain and simple. She's lost before, and she'll lose again. Joseph in Suffolk, welcome to the program. You're on 820 WNTW, The Answer with the Lee Brothers. Hey, thanks, guys. Hey, I want you to know I think you guys are really good, and if I didn't think this, you're welcome. If I didn't think this, I'd be listening to Savage on TuneIn. Savage. That's how, that's how I get you guys on oh. TuneIn. Oh, cool. Oh, good. Thank you. Well, Thanks thank for you. sticking yeah. around. Yep. We appreciate so, that. Uh, yep. And uh, walk around the farm with the with the earbuds. Very cool. You know, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so, anyways, uh, you were talking about uh, you played Nick um, asking uh, Hillary a question. That's right. Yeah. Now, the thing is, there's no way in the world a guy would ever think of that question. So what I'm, think, what I'm thinking is this. I'm thinking they went up to him and said, hey, Nick, how would you like to have the privilege of asking Hillary a question? You know, you're probably exactly right. Because that answer that she gave was so polished. It's like there's no way she could have came up with that answer. So it was it was. She's just the, I mean, it's wag the dog when you see Hillary Clinton. It's all a con. Probably yeah. every question that was asked her was that way. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. So, Joseph, do you have a uh, honorary Lee Brother bumper sticker? 
No, I do not, and I would, I would I'd, I'd feel privileged to put it on my Jeep. Well, we would be more privileged if you had it on your Jeep. That'd be great. We appreciate that very much. I'm, I'm, yeah, I've been listening to talk radio since uh, before Rush. Wow. wow. That's 25 yep. years or more. Yep, yep. Wow, that's I'm, cool. a junk, I'm, a, I'm a talk show junkie. Well, we appreciate awesome. your support, and uh, we will uh, put you on hold. We'll send you a bumper sticker, and uh, thanks for listening, and tell your friends, would you? That's cool. We'll talk again. All right. Thank All right. you, sir. Thanks appreciate so much. It, Joseph. 454 1366. Today is the um, National Beer Day. That's why we're looped. We've been yeah, drinking that's why all day. We're slurring our words a little bit. <laughs> Actually, it is National Beer Day, and the reason it is because there was a law passed under Franklin Roosevelt that made it for the first time during the Prohibition a legal sale of low alcohol beer in the United States. That's why it's called National Beer Day. Now, See, I'm sure Scott and I thought every Friday was National yeah, Beer Day. Yeah, I just day. thought it was. That's why <laughs> we would come in here with like a 12-pack. And, uh, two hours before the show to see if we can down them all prior to airtime. No, that's not. That's not even close to. No, that's not accurate. true. Because Scott mean, would do it in an hour. No, that's not true either. We're not. We're not big drinkers, you and I. We never really have been. Although no. we will partake of an adult beverage of our choice, a you know, a cold beer maybe in a cold mug. But that's about. I mean, we drink one and we go, okay, that's good. I mean, we're really not like, hey, give me eighteen more of those. Things. No, it's just not. Well, like Scott drinks when he goes, wow, wow, I'm wasted. Yeah, that's how much that's, did I drink? Did I drink the and, whole can? And, and honestly, it's it's uh, it loses its impact. I mean, I like the taste of it initially, but then it's it's fine either with a meal shortly after, maybe even before. And here's but, the thing: I don't even really like beer. No, you don't. You I never don't. really have. I, I noticed that about you. I you, just you never, never really have acquired a taste for it. No, and uh, and that's fine. I mean, Give me a tropical drink. I was just going to say, you oh. and a Malibu rum uh, would be like all over know, it, all over that, all but, over it. But don't. Uh, it should be National Rum Day then. When is that day? Uh, uh, it's any every day is National Rum Day. <laughs> That's when you when have. When it comes to National Rum Day, I'm like Jimmy Barrett. It's National Rum Day somewhere. It's somewhere exactly. Jimmy Buffett, by the way. That's what I said. Yeah, close. You almost. Yeah. All right. So um, coming up, five o'clock. Austin Lee, my son, is going to tell you about what happened in school today with his substitute teacher and a huge liberal she was in trying to influence the students. You want to hear this story because it happened in your high school in Midlothian. And University of Virginia has the most unbelievable class. This class is called the Introduction to Mindfulness, and you, we have the syllabus. We have a definition of what happened in the class, and it will blow your mind that Jefferson is probably rolling over in his grave. You know, that I, and I your phone calls. Don't think I would be through with this substitute teacher at all. No, I, I'm not. I'm, at this conversation with with my kid, I think we are just starting down this path. I just found I'm, that about it less than an hour or so. I want to make sure that my kid is never in a classroom with that substitute teacher. Again. I'm not worried about my kid. I'm worried about the other kids. My Austin's got it right. We'll find out at five four five four thirteen sixty six four five four. 1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. The Lee Brothers, Virginia citizens, American patriots on 820 WNTW. Explain a couple things is all. <laughs> hey, this Stockholm terrorist attack. This thing is, there, there's something going on with the Islamo-fascist terrorist jihad type. Something going on with the college students in the United States thinking that's not a problem. I, well, that too. We covered that in the first hour, but... Vehicles are now the weapons of choice. They will get in these trucks and steal these big vehicles and just plow over people in the name of Allah, in the name of their religion. We've got to recognize these people, and we've got to stop them. 
And um, I can and assure also, you, Allah doesn't want you running people down with a truck or any other. Well, who in the world is even Allah? We don't even know who Allah is. According to them, it could be they're screaming Allah Akbar. That's so messed up. I can't even begin to tell you how how bad this is. But I, I you know, we as a country better look at crowded areas and who's driving cars and and because this is now the weapon of choice. It happened to anyone anywhere at any time. But sudden jihad syndrome. But according to kids at Harvard, Trump is a bigger threat. Yeah, Trump's th- a bigger threat than He's... terrorists in a car running people over. So. Yeah, he'll have the Secret Service run people down. I guess I don't know. All right, coming up, you got to see, you, you've got to hear about this class at University of Virginia. This this uh, introduction to mindfulness. You won't believe what happens. It's really not a class, is it? it it's I mean, a class. I mean, you've got not, to go there. A class. Well, I guess it is a class, but. What are you learning there, other than that that class is ridiculous? Wait till you hear. And Austin Lee will join us to talk about what happened in a high school in Midlothian with a substitute teacher that was indoctrinating. Well, we'll share that with you. 820theanswer.com. 820theanswer.com. Get you in touch with the Lee brothers. Click on the Founding Fathers. Takes you right there. It is 5 o'clock in the capital of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. What's your favorite cat food? <laughs> exactly. Who cleans the litter box? You know what I'm saying? Crazy. Go in there. The University of Virginia has a scary, somewhat strange class. We'll tell you about that. The Case for Christ hits theaters today. And a local high school substitute teacher explains liberalism and tells all the kids they're dead wrong. That is next. Virginia citizens and American patriots in the mold of Jefferson, Madison, and Henry. Radio is the founding fathers intended. My name is Scott Lee. I'm Richard Lee. Thanks for joining us this uh, breezy, cool Friday afternoon. Get ready for one of the prettiest weekends we've had so far. It's going to be gorgeous out there. I wonder what Jefferson would say if he were able to attend this class at UVA. Well, well, we'll talk about that in just a second. But first, I, uh, you know, Richard, we talked a lot about this. So what happens in our local high schools, what our kids are learning, and what they're getting indoctrinated with. Uh, I've told stories here multiple times on the air about uh, different stories. And so today, uh, I get a call from Austin Lee saying he was in a class in his high school, and the substitute teacher took them on about conservatism and liberalism. Austin's joining us right now to talk about it. Austin. Yes. Hey, Austin. Hey, how's it going? Did you take this person on and teach him the ropes? The Lee family ropes, I should say. I did what I could. <laughs> hey, speak up a little bit. It sounds like you're maybe in a car or something. But, uh, hey, by the way, first, before we get started, did you mow the lawn yet? What? Did you mow the lawn yet? Uh, uh, yes, I did. Oh, well, good. Okay. Good answer. Then we can continue this conversation. He's been whining the whole <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> All right, awesome. The grass better be cut. What class was this? Uh, econ and personal financing. So personal financing, you end up having a conversation about conservatives and liberals. Was it something the teacher brought up, or did you guys bring it up? No, we were kind of just sitting in the back doing nothing, and a bunch of eight about. Hang on, hang on a second. Hang on just a second. Doing nothing? Why do you go to this school again? Isn't that what you do when the substitute's (laughs) there? Isn't it like, oh, goody. A substitute. Let's sit in the back and do nothing. So you're sitting in the back having a conversation amongst your friends? Yeah, about eight or nine of us just sitting in the back. And what were you talking about? Uh, we started off just a debate between liberals and conservatives. Everyone just picked their side based awesome. off of what they thought was right. 
So awesome. let me, just to, to get some, so there's eight or nine of you. How many are conservative, do you think, out of that group? Uh, there was two conservatives, and two? the rest were two. two. Me, me and one other person. You guys are like gladiators. <laughs> exactly, taking on the You battle. walk out in the middle of the arena with so, nothing but a bunch of rocks and a sword. And so how did the slay su- the liberals. How did the substitute teacher get involved here? Well, we were just talking about the previous presidents and how we thought they did and the current president, Trump, and what's going on and all that. And then we started talking about abortion, and the teacher heard us talk about abortion. So then she comes over there, and she's like, are you guys debating abortion? And I was like, yes. And she obviously, from the listening to the conversation, she knew where I stood, and so she felt the need to put her input in. And, of course, I knew where she stood before she even joined in. <laughs> so did she come over and politely ask about the topic and kind of stir the debate to have an even conversation, or did she take a position? Oh, she she just came in from the beginning and took her position and talked for a good five minutes about how she thought abortion is the mother's choice and how it uh, she gets to decide what she does with her body because that the baby has no rights at that point. It's her right as the wow. mother. Well, she started saying at first. So, and and did everyone kind of chime in with the teacher to become the whole class, or was it just you guys? The whole class was uh, right behind the teacher, backing her up, except for me and that one other kid, like I said. And so, the teacher was like, the, it's not a life yet until the baby is able to live on its own and no longer dependent of the mother. So like at age two, wow. so we can go to age two. I mean, yeah. any, anytime before age two, you can and kill some the kid. Instances- as much as age six. Right. And, and, in fact, if that's the definition of life, life begins when it can take care of itself, then we could start killing people when they're old. So this teacher was letting, <laughs> letting essentially letting the class do whatever they want to do until she could engage in a battle about her exactly. liberal puke ideals. Yep. Was she... And I, I, I went on to say how these same people are the people who are the ones who say every lives matter in the... Black Lives Matter uh, organization, how they're all worried about all these lives, and yet they're the ones killing thousands of these innocent babies. And she tried to back me up by saying they're not even alive yet until they're dependent on their own. I wonder if mothers think that way. I wonder they if we got probably, to get mothers on the phone and say, hey, uh, when do you think this thing becomes a life? They probably <laughs> have an organization called Babies' Lives Don't Matter. If it, <laughs> If it didn't sound so negative. You know, we right. can't get people to join and give us money. Because it's, Okay, well, yeah, let's, let's right. find some other name for it. How about Planned Parenthood? Austin, my concern here is with this teacher. Did this teacher kind of spur the – it sounds to me like she didn't want to hear debate between you guys. It sounded like she had a soapbox, and it was her turn to tell all the kids in the class the way she felt. Oh, yeah, exactly. When anybody was trying to open her mouth, she would just – shut them down and get back to her point about how it's the mother's choice and no one else can influence her decision. She gets to decide what she does with her body. She was just running the show herself. Was this only wow. about abortion or was it anything else? Uh, the teacher only spoke about abortion. But the students were talking about all the aspects of it, but the teacher only spoke about abortion. How long did this go on? Uh, a good 25 minutes, probably. That's what the class was about? Yeah. And then it was back to doing nothing, whatever? Yeah, then it was back to doing nothing. 
So she just turned and walked away and said, hey, I did my job here today, indoctrinated you guys. And <laughs> she says, I'm tired. I've been standing up too long. I'm going to sit down. <laughs> you guys go back to doing nothingness, whatever you were doing prior to the debate. Exactly. Really? Wow. wow. So what, what were some of her points other than the fact that she doesn't bring, believe it's a life? Uh, she, she only basically made two points. She said it's not a life till it can live independently, and uh, it's a mother's choice. She gets to decide what she does with her body. Wow. That, that's all she said. It's interesting that she's so passionate about that issue and none other. It's amazing to me that the left thinks this is like this litmus test of liberalism, that if I'm pro-life, then I just ruin liberalism. I mean, is there no liberals anywhere that are pro-life? I mean, why do they all have to be so radically pro-choice that this is the banner they die on? This is the one thing they want to argue with high school students about. You know, people that say I'm pro-choice, they, they automatically have to go to the liberal side of the fence. They have, it's pro, they're programmed. Oh, I'm pro-choice. I've got to go to the other side of the fence. So, Austin, was it your sense that your position as being pro-life was acceptable? No, she, whenever I would try to open my mouth, she was just like, you're dead wrong with that. That's completely wrong. You wouldn't understand. That's what she says to you? Yeah, that's what she said to me. You're dead wrong. She obviously doesn't understand. Wow. It's, it's, and so it's, you weren't able to have a conversation wow. with her. It was her soapbox, her time to make every kid in there know that it's perfectly fine to abort a baby. Yeah, and that's about the point. I just stopped arguing with the teacher. You know, a baby is a blessing from God. It's more than just a life. It's 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 a blessing. So she shut down conversation then. If you shut, you couldn't argue with her. You couldn't talk to her. She pretty much just shut it down and let her talk. Yep. Shut it, your mouth until I, you agree with me. That's essentially. Austin, how many kids were on you? Were you on your side? Uh, me and one other kid versus the rest of the class and the teacher. Wow, wow. our culture is—it's just unbelievable. Life can no longer be defended. It just can't be. And made, Austin was made to feel like an outcast, which, by the way, I know you don't care because who cares what those kids think or any other group of liberal pukes. I think you did a good job. I think you did good, you Austin. You did outstanding. You. you are truly a gladiator. <laughs> All right, <laughs> no man, Anything else, Austin, before we let you go? That's it. All right, man. Thanks for, your, uh, thanks uh, for standing up for and, what seems to be a very dark place out there. And thanks for sharing your story with us yeah. today. You did great. Thanks, Austin. All right. Okay. You are the man. Right. That's Austin Lee in a local <laughs> high school listening to a substitute teacher tell him he's dead wrong. Your phone call's next, 454-1366, 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820, WNTW. Like Batman and Robin, your conservative dynamic duo, just no costumes and utility belts normally. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. The more I think about this, the, the, the more upset I get. This goes on in our schools and, and right here in Richmond all over. This is a local Midlothian high school. This should never happen. You imagine a sub. Now, let me just paint this for you liberals out there. Me, I show up as a substitute teacher for your kid, okay? And your kid's uh, adamant pro-abort, and I'm a pro-lifer. And so I walk in there. I hear your kid in the back of the room talking about abortion and pro-abortion and all the rest of it. And I go in. I walk up to that group. And I tell your kid he's dead wrong, and I have the entire class on my side and humiliate your son. How do you feel about that? And I go around talking about pro-life positions for 25 minutes 
in a classroom, which I'm supposed to be teaching economics. And your reaction is, oh, you leftist heads would explode off your body. That substitute teacher should be fired. Oh, I They would be like, not just fired. Oh, yeah. Tarred and feathered. Now, here's the deal. You know, tied to a tree out front so people can throw rocks at I mean, they should. The truth is, the truth is, I actually am not upset that that happened to my son. My son will be fine. He handles it perfectly fine. He understands intellectually the debate and how it unfolds, and he can logically argue it. And the and left cannot. Here's something cool, too. All of those, if you're, if you're you know, a card-carrying member of the Liberal Puke Society of America, and you're listening to this going, those two, they're, they're wrong, they're wrong, they're wrong. Here's something that will really, really get your goat. He'll pray for those people tonight, that they may see the, the light. They may see the right like, way. No! He'll pray I for them. I can't take it anymore. And I'm sure that just made your head pop off. Oh, yeah. Well, Hopefully you pulled over the side of the road, find your head, stick it back on. But here, my that's, fear is, that's who this young man is. Here's my fear. My fear isn't about Austin. My fear is about the other kids in the class. Okay? Yeah, they're, they're being programmed. How can they, they're being programmed. How can they possibly go under the assumption that the life isn't a life. The example we talked about at the break, if a car runs off the road and crashes, you don't walk up and go, oh, that person's dead. You run over there. You want to find out if you can save the life. But for some reason, when a woman's pregnant, you look at that woman and go, that's not a life. That's no, not a baby. That Are thing's you insane? infecting her body. Are you just insane? How can this be such a divisive issue in our country? Why wouldn't we as a people say, you know what? It is a life. Let's protect it. And can't we agree to some level? Let's say 10 weeks, 12 weeks. At that time, shouldn't we protect the life? I mean, wouldn't we come to any common conclusion? But instead, the left goes radically left and says, at no point is the baby viable if it can live, if it can't live on it by itself. You know, that you, is insane. What's mind-boggling is that it was Austin and one other person. Right. What happened to our culture? It was those two against the world, essentially, in that classroom today all fired up by someone who should have kept her mouth shut. She should not be in there spewing her liberal beliefs on high school kids in that classroom. Now, I would hope that, you know, well, she could be a, a lot of this. She could be a moderator. She could stand there and go, hey, what do you think? Exactly. What she should think? have been the moderator for the, for the students having their little debate in the back of the room since she wasn't going to teach them anything. <laughs> she, wasn't going to teach she was just exactly. going to hang out at the front of the room. <laughs> exactly. Maybe she was afraid someone would walk in and go, hey, this one was just hanging out at the front of the room. <laughs> so she wanted, in case someone walked in, would see her doing something and she'd get a chance to throw her her liberal puke ideas out to these, these high school students. But she should have been, played the moderator and let them do their thing. And what really scares me is so many of those students in that classroom just agreed yes. with that woman. And the parents of those kids, you should be horrified. You should all, all be down at that school exactly right. Monday. Every single one of them. If, one even of if, you, if you're, even you're if not. You're, even if you're pro-abort, you should be there. Exactly. I blame you for not going down there to stop this kind of crap from happening right. in the classroom. Your phone call's next. 454-1366. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. If political talk radio makes you sick, throw up with the Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Logic is dead. There's no logic anymore. It's all emotion. What's what's the difference there, you know? Right. No question. Hey, guess what's coming up? University of Virginia, this class we've been telling you about for, for the last uh, few hours of the show. 
This class is going to blow your mind. It's called Introduction to Mindfulness, so it's like perfect. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that coming up and your phone calls. how long it took them to come up with that name. <laughs> exactly. 820theanswer.com. Three great videos. Case for Christ, the new trailer. Bernie Sanders botches Perry Yellow's name. A hit three times in one inning? you got to see this baseball video. 820theanswer.com. Click on the Lee Brothers takes you there. Approaching 530 here in the Capitol. Lee Brothers, 454-1366. 820 WNTW. Perioli, Perioli. You may try all you want, but it's too hard to argue with common sense. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. Just amazing. All right. It's uh, mind-boggling. Fired up in the studio, 535 here in the capital of the Commonwealth. My name is Scott Lee. My co-host and friend and brother is Sitting Richard Lee. Sitting to his Lee. left sometimes is... No, I wasn't going to say that. It was Richard Lee. Left, 454-1366. What do you think? All right. University of Virginia's class. It's called Introduction to Mindfulness. Got it. <laughs> I, well, I, right, I, let's, what I, is I, mindfulness? Mindfulness? Are you mindful? Mild, mindfulness. You're mindful that... That stoplight is red and you can't go through it. Is that what they mean? Here's mindfulness. The, here's the class. The class These is, are flowers. Don't walk on them. The, uh, of how we found out about this is a few students uh, have emailed us and talked to us about this class. And one of them said this. Luckily, I can never be wrong in the class. And any statement I make is greeted with smiles, nods, and an eager question of how it makes me feel. On an average day, we get to class and lay out our yoga mats and pillows and spend ha- half an hour discussing our positive experiences from the week and how they made us feel. Teacher, teacher. Yes. I need to go to the restroom. How does that make you feel? Anxious. Anxious. Very good. Finally, we discussed the finer points of mindfulness, living in the present and paying attention to our emotions. Oh, that's great. That's 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 just phenomenal. Living in the present. We all live in the present. That's just insane liberalism. A second ago was the past. We're in the present right now. Listen to this. Usually wrap up in groups to discuss our wishes for the upcoming week. But no goals. Goals are not allowed, as failure to complete may be harmful to our mental health. Other things we've done, including walking as slow as possible in a circle around the room for 45 minutes. We should try that sometime. As slow as possible. How do you get around the room for 45 minutes if you're going as slow as possible? I mean, has is he this, moved at all? I, is this I a think joke? I'm not sure. It looks like he might have moved an eighth of an inch. Well, first of all, 45 minutes Are you supposed to talk this? that way? 45 minutes of this. Could you imagine? Hey, Bob, don't go so, so fast. Not only after nuts. walking as slow as possible in a circle for 45 minutes <laughs> and 30 minutes strolling aimlessly in a garden outside the building in order to appreciate our senses. I haven't strolled aimlessly in a while. I wonder if this professor you know, makes... I'm not sure. I forget how to do that. This professor probably makes six figures doing this. I don't think... Exactly. When I, I when I walk, I don't look at it as strolling anyway. And it certainly isn't aimlessly. Right. And but it, I'm should, gonna have to and it shouldn't be. Strolling it shouldn't aimlessly. Be aimlessly. Why don't they skip? That's just ridiculous. So somebody is sending their kid to UVA and going to this class, and you don't even know it. I guarantee you parents don't. I'm holding in my hand the syllabus. Course description and objections. Mindfulness practice is bringing full, non-judgmental action to what is happening in the present moment. So if they're out there strolling aimlessly and like 10 or 15 gangbang or dirtbags come up and say, Hey, what y'all doing? Oh, hi, we're strolling aimlessly. Non-judgmental. And the dirtbag said, 
Let's beat the crap out of them and take their lunch. That's not. They're good. not going to look at. They're not going to look at them in a in a negative light, and they're not going to judge them. The syllabus goes on to say students are expected to participate in all discussions with full non-judgmental attention. So the teacher's going to say, "Don't judge them. Don't, don't judge them. They were anything. hungrier than we were." Now, <laughs> now here's what's interesting. That's why they took their lunch, but the, they broke my lip. Remember, hey, don't judge them. This is non-judgmental time. Mindfulness is about non-judgmental, except the course has requirements. Part of the requirements is attendance. Failure to attend required number of classes, 12, would result in no credit grade being given. There are no excused absences. Wait it's, a minute. It sounds like That sounds could, a little judgmental, doesn't it? It does. You could show up, go to sleep, and someone say, is he sleeping? No, no. he's just moving very, very, very slow. Very, slow. If you watch yeah. closely, he'll move in about 10 minutes. Right. And then it'll be my turn to move very, very slow. So wait a minute. This has course requirements. So there are some sort of judging going on here. The teacher has to judge whether they're there or not. That seems a little judgmental. I wonder if he gives them grades because if you get a grade, they're judging your performance of strolling aimlessly and such. There is only credit or non-credit. There are no grades. Yeah. I wonder how many college course credits you get for this insanely stupid class. Thomas Jefferson had not would this roll in mind. over in his he grave. Didn't, he, didn't have, he didn't have this in mind. You think that's what he put of on his tombstone? Not. He wants people the to founder walk of a class on mindfulness. What? This is stupid. What did you learn in school today, son? I can stroll aimlessly <laughs> with the best of them. Want to see, <laughs> honey? Something's wrong with to, little Johnny. What's it cost to go to UVA? He's in the den strolling aimlessly. This, this course syllabus. We should post this. I'm going to try to post this on, on Facebook. You won't believe this course syllabus. This is unbelievable. Now, there, It's real. This is not. No, this is you not You can't made make up. this stuff up. This it's is, real. This is the University of Virginia class, Introduction to Mindfulness, 454-1366. It's embarrassing to me as a citizen of Virginia that this is the University of Virginia. I, I just. This is all I know that there are other stupid sure. classes like this. I hope this isn't taught. Well, maybe Harvard and Stanford. I think that would be cool. But I hope it's not taught nationwide at every university in the country because by, by I would have to consider sending my kids overseas to get educated. The syllabus, remember what the syllabus told you? It said that you had to um, expect it to participate in discussions with full non-judgmental attention and then talk about your goals. I'm sorry, not your goals, but what you want to accomplish. They actually have a spreadsheet that I'm holding up and showing everyone in the studio here that has at the top, it says, what happened? What pleasant moments happened this week? How aware were you of the feelings when it happened? What pleasant moments happened this weekend? How aware, aware of, of your feelings, feelings while it happened? While it happened. So something pleasant had that. What if you had nothing pleasant? What if you had the flu and you threw up all day, every day, <laughs> and then you have to go to class? you got to be aware of the feelings. How did, How your, did you feel well, when you were throwing There's more. Up? There's more. How did your body feel during this experience? <laughs> what moods, feelings, thoughts arose at the time of the moment? And what wow. thoughts are your mind now as you write this down? This the only is, thing that arose at the time of the moment. Unbelievable. You believe they do this? The only thing that arose at the time of the moment was my lunch, my breakfast, and my dinner. And I would have much rather been outside strolling aimlessly than I, hugging the great ceramic throne, puking my brains out. I can't believe How's that, for that positive? this is passing for real for education. Positive, I don't want to be puking all day every day. I wonder if the professor had to go to school to do this. Students, wander. I would no, no, think no. just wander as slow as you can and make no noise. The university probably listened to this guy, and then they said, let us have a second, and they're like, 
this guy's insane. I'm scared to death. He we might better, hurt us, you know. We better let him have a class. You can have your class. And we'll never come and visit because this is your program. You you thought it up, you made it up. We think it's inspirational. You know, so, someday it, we'll walk aimlessly around that building and wave, but we're not going to interrupt your class because University of Virginia's class, Introduction to Mindfulness. There's seven attributes that support mindfulness practice. This was handed out with the syllabus. Number one, remember there's seven here. Number one, non-judging. That's number one. This is the worst crime of anyone in humanity anymore, according to the left, judging people. Of course, nobody judges. We make value statements all the time. This is wrong. This is right. There's nothing wrong with that. Judging would say, guess what? You get to go to hell for that. I don't get to make that call, and no one does. No one gets to make that judgment. We should make up the test for these students at the end of the semester. And, so, and, and this is what we do. We go in there, and we eat their lunch when they don't know it, just, and they to, can't see judge if, just to see if we can make them furious. Then we steal one shoe, just one. We leave the other shoe just to see if we can make right. them mad. We key their it's car. Test. Right. You know, we, sure. we break into their they dorm. They can't tell us we're wrong. We, uh, There's nothing judgmental. We eat all of the food in their pantry. Yeah. They just gotta, to see if they'll actually, go, oh. According to mindfulness class, you've got, go. a, you've got a smile. Yeah, let's go walk aimlessly because someone ate our food, keyed our car, stole one shoe, ate our lunch poked me in the eye when I wasn't looking. So here, let me just finish Didn't these. Didn't flush my toilet. Let me finish these seven attributes <laughs> that support mindful practice here at University of Virginia. Number one is non-judging. non-judging. You, don't, you don't have to believe everything you think, it says. Right. Number two, patience. Hmm. Number three, beginner's mind. Get accustomed to bringing so much thinking and judgment on your experience. Don't do that anymore. Hmm. Number four, trust. Listen to this. When it comes to your own experience... The only authority is you. You know, that's what's wrong with our country and America and the world. You're not the only authority. God is. Exactly. He's the authority. It's not what you wish and what you want. And once we teach that, we're better off. That was number four. Number five, non-striving. Number six, acceptance. It means that you must recognize the truth of our experience, whatever that means. Recognize the truth of our experience? What does that mean? My experience is, I don't even understand that. And number seven, letting go. Those are the seven attributes of this stupid class. But will something good come out of that class? Hopefully the students will walk out of there and go, that guy's nuts. He's nuts. Let's walk aimlessly back to our dorm and get (laughs) something to eat. If it's not good, we're going to judge the guy who cooked it just for spite. 454-1366. Your phone call is next. What do you think of this UVA class? It's, uh, it, I can't, it's embarrassing that it's at University of Virginia. Jefferson's institution. 454-1366. Lee Brothers 820 WNTW. 10 minutes. That's it. 10 minutes and a black Sharpie budget crisis solved. The Lee Brothers, problem solvers on 820 WNTW. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Four five four thirteen sixty six. You see the? Uh, did you see the? What happened to this women golfer Lexi? What's her name? Lexi Thompson. Did you hear this story? No. So she she did uh, you get hit by a ball or something? No. She she uh, was winning the uh, the Anna. What was the what name of this this tournament? The Anna Inspiration Tournament, and. I'm glad it wasn't the walking aimlessly she, tournament. About a, a, a day ago, the, the, the day before, she placed her marker on the ball in the green, picked the ball up, set the ball back down, took the marker back, putted, made the putt. 
went on to play golf. The next day, everything's fine. She's leading by four, two strokes to win the whole stinking thing. A, a viewer on TV sees that she didn't place the ball in the right place, calls the United States Golf Association and says, look, she didn't do it right. That viewer should be banned from every golf tournament <laughs> on the planet listen, Earth and any sporting well, event because there's something wrong with someone who does. It's not like she moved the ball 18 feet closer to the hole. That's right. For crying out loud. So so stupid. Well, a couple things. First is who would do something like that that cares so much about the game that they're sitting there going, that's it. She didn't put it in the right place. Give me the phone. Card-carrying member of the LPSA. Liberal Puke Society of America. Here's the thing. The United States Golf Association didn't go, sure, buddy, whatever. They said, oh, she did? Let me look at that. And they pull it up on screen and go, you know what? She did screw up. We're going we're gonna to deduct her two strokes for the wrong placement and two strokes for the wrong card she turned in. She immediately was down two strokes. Two strokes. How'd she, they come up with two strokes and two strokes? That's the penalty. You get two-stroke penalty for placing the ball in the wrong spot. Then you get a two-stroke penalty for... Who would, who would make that call? Are you one of those people that would make that call? <laughs> exactly. Because who if are you, you are, you suck. <laughs> exactly. Giant, way, giantly suck. Well, here's the thing. What professional sport allows the viewer sitting on their lazy boy recliner drinking six-pack of Miller Lights to call in and make the call? What sport does that? I don't do, know. Do you have – does Major League Baseball do that? Does Major League Baseball go, hey, that was a strike. I just want to say I was sitting in my lazy boy here. Then they call tomorrow and say, exactly. you know what? You know what? He struck out. That <laughs> wasn't a strike. <laughs> exactly. I was at the game yesterday. <laughs> Who does and that? And that wasn't a strike. No. Oh, my gosh. Let's go back and change. I let's, can't let's believe – Let's take four runs away. <laughs> I can't believe golf even entertains this. I mean, how insane is that? I mean, the NBA doesn't do it. No other sport. The football. You know, say, hey, that guy was holding during the call on the, on the running play back there in the Super Bowl. Oh, they were? I mean, who entertains Let me the bozo from home calling and going, hey, this is the case? Was it a woman that called? Don't take that wrong, Sarah. <laughs> she got something that. in her hand, and it looks like a <laughs> tape dispenser. You know, was it was it one of these? But was it a woman who called? Misogynist and, women. That yeah, didn't exactly, vote for exactly. I That's bet hilarious. you, whoever called, voted for Hillary, and they're still pissed. Oh, there's no question. They're still mad. No one would do that. And Hillary lost, and they said, "You know what? Oh that woman God. golfer. I bet some viewer. I did bet this. you she likes Donald Trump, and I'm going to. I feel bad for Lexi Thompson, quite honestly. So she bad. didn't win. She didn't, well, she ended up coming back and tying it for a a, 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 sh- a sound off or sudden death play, but she lost it in that in that round. But but she, you know, how far could the ball have possibly? Uh, it doesn't been? even matter. It, the it, point it, is, how can a, someone at home even make that call? It's the ball stupid. couldn't have been more than a millimeter, an inch, a half an inch, or an inch away from where the pin was. All right, pathetic. Four five four people 13, are pathetic. Sixty six. Lee Brothers eight twenty WNTW. <laughs> Their solutions are so powerful that we should consider allowing a co-presidency. The Lee Brothers on 820 WNTW. And that's a wrap. But it ain't no perioli bread wrap. <laughs> the wrap should that be made hilarious. out of perioli bread. That is hilarious. With a little bit Touché. of Colonel Sanders' original recipe chicken right in the middle. And pepperoni. So what's interesting is that if they missed the beginning of the show... The socialist Sanders shows up in the Commonwealth of Virginia and and butchers Periello's name as he endorses him. Colonel Sanders calls him Perioli. Perioli. That was funny. 
Very, very good. All right, check us out, 820theanswer.com, 820theanswer.com, Case for Christ, the movie. Go see it this weekend. I, I read the book. The book's awesome. The movie will probably be just as good, yeah. and you'll see it, the, the trailer there. 820theanswer.com, you get to see Bernie Butcher the name. You get to see three hits in one inning. It's an amazing baseball video, and Democrat socialism defined, 820theanswer.com. Thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful weekend. Be careful out there. Enjoy this beautiful weather, and we'll see you next Friday for our annual Easter show right here on 820 WNTW, The Answer. My friends, we did it. We weren't just marking time. We made a difference. We made the city stronger. We made the city freer. And we left her in good hands. All in all, not bad. Not bad at all. And so, bye. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America.